Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Sorry for the schedule change last night. We have a couple of really uh, important halachic gemaras coming up. And tomorrow we'll be starting with the famed story of Rabbi Akiva, uh, who married the daughter of Kalba Sabua. So a lot of a lot of stories in line with that. We're starting now on Daf Samach Aleph Amibez at the Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down. We'll learn Pesachas Subah Samach Bez tonight. Let's get started. Hamadir es ishto mitashmeshamita. The man is married and he says... A particular mm-hmm. formulation where he uh, forbids himself from the Hanoah of Tashmashamita. He's not allowed to say that he cannot provide his wife with intimacy. That's a chiyuv daraisa. That's a mitzvah's ona, which is going to be what much of today will be about. But anyways, he has this unique formulation where he says, I forbid upon me to have Hanoah from Tashmashamita. So then that's a machlokas. Be'shamay omrim shtei shabbosos. Be'shamay omrim shabbos achas. That they can stay married for two weeks. After that, he would be obligated to divorce her below Ksuba. And Basil says only a week. Hatalmidim, let's say there was a student. No, it doesn't mean a student of a Rebbe. In this case, it means a woman's husband who is learning in Yeshiva. He's allowed to leave the house, even against his wife's wishes, for 30 days. In my job at the OU, we always make these distinctions. There's a difference between right and wrong. But sometimes you have to overlay the level of politics on top of right or wrong. So here, he might be right halachically, but it's really bad politics to, to do this. But the Gemara says, Ladina, for example, let's say I'm with my father in the room. The din is, uh, let's say as a child, I said to my parents, I want to go learn Torah. My parents said, absolutely not. So the din is that Talmud Torah wins. That's the din. So here too, <laughs> the halacha might be clear, but the politics is also clear and they have different impressions. So the Gemara says in the Mishnah that if a husband wanted to go learn against his wife's wishes, he has 30 days. Hapoalim, if a person wants to go work <coughs> against his wife's wishes, Shabbos Achas, they get a week. Now let's get into the rest of this Mishnah, which speaks about Ha'ona Ha'amura Torah. That when the Torah says that there's a mitzvah of Ona, let's be super crystal clear. The mitzvah of Ona does not mean that a couple must have Tashmish Amita X number of times per week. That is not the din. It's a misnomer. That's not correct. That's not the, it's totally incorrect. The structure of the halacha is that a woman has a halachic right and a man has a halachic responsibility to be available to his wife for her right. Not the reverse. There's no reciprocity here. The din is, <laughs> it is her right and his obligation. So what are his obligations? Depends on his profession. We'll see what tayalam are in the Gemara. They have a mitzvah to be available to their spouse daily. Remember, if a woman is mocheles, the din dissolves. So it doesn't, the mitzvah of ona is dependent on her. Hapoalim, a person who is a worker, Stein b'shabes, he has to be available to her twice in, within a week. Hachamarim, achas b'shabes, people who work with chamarim, they have to be available once a week. Hagamalam achas l'shloshim yom, people who are working with camels have to be available once every 30 days. Hasapanim, people who are sailors, achas l'shisha chodash and divi rabbi aliyaz. End of the mission. The Gemara says, my time at the b'shabes, why is it that <laughs> Beishamai says that if a husband uniquely words his uh, his his mudar hana from his wife, why is it that he gets up to two weeks? So that says the Gemara. It's because we know that there are times where at a minimum she's unavailable to him for two weeks, which is the gamri mi oledas nekeva. We know that the Torah says, Yishaki zachar. Yes, she's going to be Tamea for a week. But when she's yelled in the Keva, she's, uh, she's Tamea for Shvuaim, Kinidasa. She's, she's Tamea for two weeks. So therefore, you can't 
force the relationship to end with this bad uh, mudar hana of the husband unless it's beyond two weeks. Ubeis Hillel, would we say does he learn from the male? That's not such a good argument because why then wouldn't he have learned from the, the nekev? Ubeis if you're going to say he learned from the male, my nami, Excuse me, Besilanami, Nigmarumiola, this Nakeba. Why wouldn't he have learned from the daughter? Because if what you're saying is that the Torah sets up a structure whereby we know she's unavailable to him, so you need to use the longer of those two slots, not the Zachar, but you need to learn the Nakeba. Says the Gemara, you're right. Had you been right, <coughs> excuse me, had you been right that Basil was learning. Uh, his amount of time from Yoledis, you would talk of you right that he should have learned like Beishamai, but he wasn't. He was learning out this din of her being restricted from him uh, for a week because that's the din of Anida Midoraisa. And we're more Makbed than that on Anida Midoraisa nowadays. We add more time, but nevertheless, Midoraisa, technically it's a week. What's the core machlokas between Beishamai Beishil? 12 lines from the bottom, Samach Aleph and Mibes. Basil wants to learn two things that are common from one another. So Basil says, Nida is very common, and a man getting angry at his wife and saying that he doesn't want to be with her is also very common. Umar Savar and Beishamai holds a little differently. He caused both. He caused her to get pregnant, and he caused her this, uh, this restriction of not being with her, and therefore we wanted to learn from, from Yoledas. Okay. Omar Rav. Rav says, looking at this machlokas, Beishamai, Beisila, what are the parameters of this machlokas? So the Gemara says the parameters are, are as follows. Machlokas, Bemafarish. When do Beishamai and Beisila argue about the first case in our Mishnah of Hamadris, Ishtomitash, Mishamita? When a husband carefully words his restriction from himself on his wife, when is it that they have their machlokas, two weeks versus one? That's Bemafarish, when the husband says, here's how long I want to be restricted from you. Aval Bistam, but had it been that he didn't give a time parameter then end of marriage if a husband says such a nether he says that he asserts himself from the Hanov Tashmish Amita with his wife his marriage just ended in a sentence done Mudar Hana you're done so therefore the relationship is over Shmuel argues Shmuel says, Even if he doesn't say a time frame, we don't divorce them right away. Maybe there's a way that the nether can become undone. I got to figure out exactly what that is. Fine. Says the Gemara, it's great that Rav and Shmuel have this machlokas about when Beishamai and Beishel have a machlokas. The problem is that we've already learned this. Where did we see this machlokas already? The Mishnah writes, where is this Mishnah? This Mishnah is later on in this Masech than another nine blot. Ten lines from the bottom, Samech Aleph, from the base, the Mishnah writes, it's not Hamadris Ishtomi Lehanoslo, Adshloshim Yom, that if a husband forbids his wife from benefiting from him, not from Tash Mishamita, but in regards to food, because he is uh, he's the, the food provider. So if he puts on such a restriction, the halacha is ya'amid parnas, then we should go find someone who's going to feed her. That's replaceable. So if, that's great. So if she's going to go hungry because he's a jerk, so then we'll go make sure that she gets fed from elsewhere. Yoser mikad, but if he picks a period of time larger than 30 days, yotzevi ten ksuba. And there too, just like in our case, we had a machlokas Rabin Shmuel, we have a similar case, a similar machlokas Rabin Shmuel over here. The only time that we have this discussion is when it's been mafarish, when he expressly says the amount of time that he's trying to restrict her from food. But if he says 
this uh, Isser Hana, the Madras Ishto from food, and he says it Bistam, Rav says Yotzila Altar Vitin Ksuba. And uh, as we would have expected, Shmuel argues the same way he did in our case. Shmuel Amarafid Bistam Nami Yamtin Shema Yimsa Pesach Lenidro. He says it's not true. He says that really when it comes to the case of food, we should do the same thing we do by Tash So the Gemara is bothered by this. Why do we have the same exact machlok as Rav and Shmuel in two cases, one by Tash Meshamita? Beisil Beishamai argue if he's Mudar Hana from Tash Meshamita from his wife. So Beishamai says you get two weeks, Beisil says one. Rav says the only machlokas is Bimafarish. Shmuel says it's not only Bimafarish, it's even Bistam. And we have the same exact machlokas in regards to food. The Gemara gives us our common structure called the Tzrichusa, says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom, Tzricha. We need both cases. We need the case where Rav and Shmuel show their machlokas in regards to Tash Meshamita, and we need the same replicated machlokas of Rav and Shmuel by food as well, because we would have made an error had we not had both cases. The Yitmar if we only would have had our case, the case of Tash Meshamita, and that's where Rav and Shmuel argue, maybe maybe there's a massive distinction between the case of Tash Meshamita and the case of food. <coughs> Why? Because in Tash Meshamita, there's only one man on earth that she's allowed to sleep with. But when it comes to food, she can get food from plenty of sources. There's nothing wrong with that. So therefore, maybe Rav only said his din by Parnas, by, uh, maybe Rav only said his din, sorry, <coughs> because there's no other way to, su to supplement the Tash Meshamita. With Kashras to Afshar Beparnas, where someone else can give her food, maybe we would have said that he would have agreed to Shmuel in that case. So the cases are not similar. And then similarly, if the new case, the case of where he's Madir Mudar Hana from her, that she should not benefit from his food, maybe only there. That's where Shmuel says that things can be a little bit more lenient. However, maybe Shmuel would have agreed to the more strict line in the case of Tash Meshemitah. Therefore, we need both cases. Very good. So we talk, I do have this Machlokas, Machlokas Beishamah Beishil, and then within Machlokas Beishamah Beishil, we have Loshan of the qualifications of Rab that maybe the Machlokas only takes place when we say how long the, the restriction is for Tashma Shemita, or no, maybe according to Shmuel, maybe we would say that it still applies even Bistam, even if the person does not express a time frame. The Gemara said, That was a case where a husband wanted to leave his wife for a temporary amount of time <laughs> to go learn. <laughs> so our Mishnah said that we grant him a month. Says the Gemara, what if she gives Rishus? Now you can already see where the Rabbi Akiva piece is coming, the 24 years. The Gemara says, Rishus, comma. If, he, if she gives Rishus, how much? Says the Gemara, the comma, Dubai, like whatever, whatever they agree to, whatever she's willing. So the minimum is 30 days, because 30 days is even against her will. There is no upper limit. As long as she's in agreement, that's totally fine. Why are these two things being presented together? The cases of Ona and the case of him leaving the house? Because they, they conflict. On the one hand, he has a mitzvah del Raisa to be with her. And at the same time, she's granting him time away from the house longer than the amount of time that he's obligated to be with her. So let's say, and the Gemara is going to ask this question somewhat soon. Let's say that he started out being a Tamil Chacham and the owner of a Tamil Chacham is a Mi'ar of Shabbos, Arab Shabbos. And now he wants to go be a sailor and work on a boat once in six months. That's her din to choose. She gets to choose. He has a chiyuv del raisa to be with her. So how long? So the Gemara is asking a, a richer question than it seems on the surface. Kama Dubai. So finally, the Gemara says, okay, but Urcha de Milsa, 
um, comma. But what's, what's appropriate? And here the Gemara specifically does use the political lens. How so? Take a look at Rashi. What is derech eretz? What is the right way to do this? So that there are no chatayim, he's not doing anything wrong. And, and she'd be okay with it. What's the right way to do it? Not what's halachically right, what's socially right? So it says the Gemara, Amar Rav, Chodesh Khan, Chodesh Babais. One month out of the house learning, one month in the house. Where do we get this from? From the Psukim of working on the palace of David HaMelech. Shneemar says the, says the Pasuk. <coughs> says the, the Pasuk. L'chol advar hamachlakos haba vehayotzeis chodesh bechodesh l'chol chodesh ha'ashana. So tzadik in the Psukim chodesh bechodesh. Rav Yochanan, he argues with Rav. Rav Yochanan amar chodesh kan v'shnayim bebeso. He can only be out for one month at a time, and then when he's home, he's home for two months. Over the course of the year, he'll learn for four months, and he'll be home for eight months. Says the Gemara, where is this from? Shneemar, when it comes to working for Shlomo. What about Shlomo's palace? It says the Gemara, chodesh yu balavanon shnayim chodashim bebeso. You'll be in the Lebanon for two, for one month, and then you'll be home for two so they each have their psukim. Why is it that each of them learn the way that they do and not like their counterparts? Says the Gemara, five lines down on Samach Beis, Why doesn't Rav say like the psukim of Rav Yochanan? Says the Gemara, Because when it comes to Beis HaMikdash, everyone's willing to throw in their effort to build the Beis HaMikdash. If I was offered the opportunity to do the most menial of tasks for the Beis HaMikdash, we would all jump at the opportunity to play such a role. That would be amazing. You want me to install the wax ring under the toilet? No problem. You want me to swap out the old one? Much bigger ask. I would still do that. No problem. Of course we would, obviously. So you can't bring a raya from Shlomo because the psukim by Shlomo was with, was with the binyan beis HaMikdash. Says the Gemara of Rav Yochanan, my time alone, Amar Meahi. Why doesn't Rav Yochanan learn from the psukim of Ra, from the building, a pasuk that was referencing the building of David's palace? Says the Gemara, shiny hasam, the isle harvocha. There, there was profit to be had. So because there was more money being made, so his wife was more comfortable with him being out of the house for longer. In the case of Rav and the psukim that he quoted from David and Melech, he's home six months, he's learning six months and alternating months, Beserigin. But when it comes to Rav Yochanan, he's only home for four months and he's only learning for four months and he's home for longer for eight months. She's willing to say, oh, there's more money to be made there in that palace that David was paying. Well, go learn for six months. And that, so that's how the Gemara makes the deal. The Gemara seems to change gears. We'll come back to our sugi a little bit later. To about 12 lines down. Amar Rav, <laughs> Rav says, When a person's size, it breaks half of their body. As the Pasuk indicates, From the loins, <laughs> the loins is in the middle of the body. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Sure, if you're offering, I'll take one. I don't think I needed one, but uh, it's the most stubborn cough ever. Anyways, <laughs> thank you very much. You know, you've always given me things I've needed. I'm just saying while we're talking about it. You haven't seen the bill yet. No, I haven't seen the bill for anything, actually. Sorry. Thank you. So says the Gemara that Arnacha um, sighing hurts half the body based on that pasuk. Rabbi Yochanan argues... In fact, sighing takes a toll on the whole body. What is it that you're sighing about? I heard this uh, terrible rumor, this terrible story. My whole heart melted. All of my hands are weakened. 
um, all of my um, my spirit is lower. And my my knees are like water. So that's the whole body. What does Rabbi Yochanan do with the other pasuk that seems to indicate that Nanach was really talking about half the body? That when it starts, it starts from the it starts from the waist. That's where our our sighing comes from. It's very hard to understand what the Gemara is talking about. What does that mean? Doesn't mean physically. Obviously, there's more going on. These are moments in time when we want to see the mafarshim uh, when, when we have time. <laughs> the Gemara says, "What about Rab? Rab nami haksiva namas kolibo the rafu koliyadam v'chiasakoluach." What does Rab do with the fact? Rab tried to argue it was only half the body, but this pasuk really seems to indicate it's more of the body. Answers the Gemara a third of the way down. Shiny shmur the base amikdash it's kipatuba. This is something we're all familiar with. When you hear the terrible news about the base amikdash, of course, that's going to be hurting a lot more. So when it's when it's talking about the entire body, obviously that's with uh, the type of tzara that's a klal yisrael tzara. It's a real tragedy, a real trauma. There's something that's a little bit less intense. Obviously, most things are less intense than the korban beis hamikdash. The beis hamikdash is tkifa tuva, but most of our other tragedies in life uh, are not as bad. Says the Gemara uh, on this note, There was a yid and a goy. They were walking together. The goy, the goy couldn't keep up with the yid. The yid had a really fast walk. He had long legs. And he's, this guy is like booking five, six miles an hour. It's a pretty fast way to walk. And the goy wanted to slow him down. So what did he do? He's like, hey, hey, do you guys remember that the Jews lost a couple of temples? He's like trying to get this guy to slow down so he can catch up with him. So the yid groaned and he sighed. Of course, he struck a bit of a chord. But the Jew didn't slow down enough that the guy could actually catch up with him. So then the guy, apparently he knew Shas, he knew Ksubis he says, Why are you not sighing more deeply about the Chorban Beis Mikdash? We just said the Chorban Beis Mikdash is Tkifatuba, and I just brought it up, and you didn't you didn't even break stride. I'm trying to catch up to you. Would you slow down a little bit? Why didn't why didn't this work? Chazal say that it, uh, it it breaks down half your body. Says the Gemara, the Yid, again, still not breaking stride. Yeah, when you tell me something for the first time, I'm going to break. That's true. But something that I've already heard about, something I've already learned about, not as powerful of an impact. When one becomes learned with destruction, they are not thrown from new destructions. So you already told me about this. I got it. I've been through tragedy before. I understand. You can't break me. That's why the Jew couldn't. That's why the Jew was not able to be slowed down by the reminder of the base of Because look at us. We're 2,000 years after this piece of Gemara was written, 1,800 years, whatever. Long time. We hear about the base of Mikdash every year, every time the Rabbanim speak from the pulpit. How do you feel something that happened that we never knew about in our lifetime? So obviously this is an ongoing sugya. Unfortunately. Huh? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. We had said in our Mishnah, HaTayolim B'chol Yom, that there is a particular type of worker, HaTayolim, who has a, a, an obligation to be available to his wife daily for Tash Mishamita. Says the Gemara, my tayolin, what profession is this? These are people who are students of the parak. These are people who are learning in yeshiva at day, and they come home at night. So says the Gemara, I don't know 
what type of base base medrash you're learning in, but that's not the way things are. Amarle, man the pasuk says, shav lachem mashkim ekum. These people are destroyed who get up very early. They come home late. They're eating bread. Because these people, that's what the last few words mean. What's the drush on says the Gemara. These are the wives of They try to stay awake at night until their husbands come home. So this, they put in all of the effort now. Taka today. Today, I did a bris this morning. And I was at a, at a terrace ami. And the husband was at the 6 a.m. morning seder that was before the 7 a.m. shachras that was before the bris. On the day of his son's race, he was at morning seder. So that's a great example of this. A woman is willing to forego her sleep. Someone's got to get the other kids ready to come to the bris. Then they earn the richest of rewards in the next world for supporting the, the, the learning of their husbands. You're saying the tayalim of our Mishnah, which indicates that there's an obligation for this man to be available daily to his wife for the mitzvah of Ona. Like that, you got the wrong profile. These people are... They've been working very hard all day. They're, they get home very late. She can barely stay awake. She's minadado. She's falling asleep. It's not right. Ella, Amar you're right. Kidarab, what type of person is it who has an obligation to be available to his wife daily? Says the Gemara, to Amar Rav, Kigon Rav Shmuel Barshilas. Like this type of person of Rav Shmuel Barshilas, to Achel Midideh, he has enough money to feed himself. The Shasi Midideh, he has enough to drink. The Gani Betula de Apande, and he sleeps in the shade of his bed, meaning he sleeps at home in his own comfortable bed. Nobody's knocking on the door that he has to pay taxes. The Pristike is the tax collector. This guy has got it good. He's learning in Kolal. Everybody thinks he's destitute. Nobody knocks on his door. No Mishulachim come by. The tax, he's not barely paying any tax. He's below the pot. He's happy. He's fine. He's a happy. Go lucky guy. Good. Kibaldic. For that one guy, like Rashmul Barshilas, that's where the mitzvah of Ona applies for him on a daily basis. Kiyasa Ravin. Yeah. Kiyasa Ravin Amar Kigon Mifan Kede Ma'arava. It's like a certain profile of people in the Ma'arava in Eretz Yisrael who also kind of learned in a more luxurious type of way. And the Gemara says, tells a couple of stories about how strong the people were in Eretz Yisrael because the Mafan Kedemar Rava. So that's an Eretz Yisrael reference. So here it says, Rabbi Abo, Habakoi Bevani. Rabbi Abo was in the bathhouse. Habusam Chaletre Avde, and he had two people helping him navigate the bathhouse. And the floor of the bathhouse came apart. It, it fell from underneath him. And then he grabbed Rabbi Abo, grabbed onto an Amuda. Salik, he pulled himself up. And he pulled them up as well. This one guy is pulling up two other people. Obviously very strong. Yochanan was climbing a ladder. And these two Amoraim, Ravami and Ravasi, were helping him. And one of the rungs of the ladder broke from underneath him. Not only did he hold himself up, he held up the other two people. So the Gemara says, if you guys are so strong, I don't understand. The Gemara says, Once we know how strong you are, why, why do you have all these people tending to your needs? So the Gemara says, if I use all of my strength now and I don't get support now, what am I going to do in my old age? This goes against today's adage of um, a little bit of exercise today will help you for tomorrow. Here they're saying I'm going to store, you know, store up all my energy for the future. 
We are nine lines or so, ten lines from the bottom of Samach Beis and Aleph. The Gemara says as follows. The Apoalim Shtayim B'Shabbos, the work of Apoalim, is uh, they have a mitzvah of Ona to their spouse twice a week. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah is one source, but Behatanya Apoalim Achas B'Shabbos. So there's a machlokas in uh, the sources in the Tanaim. Do we say that there's an obligation for Tashmish Amita for Apoal, for a regular worker, twice a week or once a week? And the Gemara responds, it depends where you work. So if you work in Chicago and you, uh, you're home every day, so then the din is that one has to be available to one spouse twice a week. However, if you, however, if you work so then it's appropriate to be available once a week for one spouse. So let's say you have a business trip. It's a three-week business trip. So really technically, Ladina, unless a woman is mochelish, you need to be home once a week. You need to be home once a week and be available. The Brisa supports this idea. <coughs> the Brisa says, When do we say that a poel has a mitzvah of ona twice weekly? That's Baos and Malacha Be'ir, and that's only when they do Malacha in the city in which they're currently and with their, where their wife lives. So the Gemar makes this distinction crystal clear in the Brisa and in the Amorim that when one works in the city, in which this is like most people, the mitzvah Paul, and it's, it's like the average consumer, the average worker. So the chora, if you live in the same city, the mitzvah of, of Ona applies to that husband twice weekly. We spoke about the chamarim in our, in our Mishnah, and the Gemara is a little bit bothered. The Mishnah is so verbose, but remember what we said, that a husband, even according to the lenient shita, of, uh, of Beis Hillel, one is allowed to not be with his wife one week, even against their will, even if he's Madir Hanoi, if he says, I'm, I'm a Madir Hanoi, that I will not get, if he says that he doesn't want the Hanoi from Tash Mishamita for a week, that's, it's not a nice thing to do, but but it only applies to two two forms of profession. It only applies to the Chamarim. It only applies to a couple of things. So why is all of this extra stuff from the Mishnah, the Sapanim? Sapanim are once in six months. What is, how could you violate any Halacha by saying, I'm not going to be with you for a week? She's like, you're on a six month tour in the desert. Who cares about the one week? What does it have to do with anything? There's 24 weeks in six months. So the Gemara says, what's the going? attitude of being <clears throat> No, but the Gemara does speak about an attitude, which kind of a little, you're, you're close, but not, not exactly that. And the Gemara responds at the bottom, last few words on Samach Beis and Aleph, Amar Lo, really the principle is being taught Akulu. The principles of our mission are being taught on all of the cases, says the Gemara, but I don't understand. How can you say that this principle of being Madir, madir from Tash how can you say that applies with an upper limit of a week? It doesn't make sense. Some of the professions, the Sapanim, the sailors, they're gone for six months at a stretch. They're on a submarine for God knows how long. So the Gemara says, It's different. It's different. The psychology is different. This principle of paspasalo literally translates as there's a difference between knowing that there's bread in the basket versus knowing that there's no bread in the basket. Obviously, a metaphor indicating that when one has food in their pantry, they're less starving than when they don't have food in their pantry because then they don't know when their next meal will be there. So here the Gemara is using this as a mushal, and it's referred to in the learning world loosely in, in this regard as paspasalo, that when a husband knows, or when a wife knows in this case, when a wife knows that there's paspasalo, that in theory, if her husband had been home, that he would be available. That's different than him being madir hana for the one week that he's home out of the year. That's a very different psychology. Fine. Three lines down, Samach Beis and Mabez, Amr Le Rabbah Bar, 
Let's say that a person has a profession where he's more available to his wife, and he wants to take another profession where he's less available to his wife for intimacy purposes, for the mitzvah of owner. That's a great Shiloh. Omar Le, the Gemara responds with an unbelievable line. A woman would prefer one kav of money and tiflus, but the ability to be with her husband, from 10 kavin, 10 times the money, uprishus, but to be separated from her husband. This is what the Gemara assumes is the psychology. This is quoted in, um, in Shulchan Aruch, in, um, in Evan Ho'ezer, in Simon Ayn Vav Sifei. So it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch this way, that it would be a woman's preference. What if she doesn't feel that way personally? She can be mochelas, no problem. She can say, I'd rather you become a partner in a law firm and uh, only be home, uh, you know, one day a month. I don't know, whatever the math is. She's allowed to make that cheshman. But what's his obligation? Remember, that's the fundamental aspect of the mitzvah of ona that's very, very unique. It goes against what we would have thought, is that the mitzvah of ona is his burden to him and her, her right and not the opposite. We do paskin like that, like the dinim of our Mishnah. All of this, these were the comments of Rabbi Eliezer. Much as our Mishnah was quoted in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, and really, if you flip back to our Mishnah, it is weird that our Mishnah ends with the words Divrei Rabbi Eliezer, because normally when you see that, there's another opinion to follow. It's just not found in our Mishnah. So here the Gemara is calling that out and saying there is another Shita, and that other Shita is the Shita of the Chachamim. And they say, They can go learn for two or three years, even against the wishes of their spouse. What happens to the mitzvah of Ona, Lechora, it's a built-in mechila. I don't have to get into the lambdas and the rishonim as to how that works. Omar Rava, Samchu Rabbanon Adarav Adabar Ava. There were those who relied on Rav Adabar Ava's comment <clears throat> that there is a sheet of the Chachamim. And they actually were messing around with their own lives. People died because of this cheshben. How so? Kiha Rav Ruchumi. Rav Ruchumi was a regular by Rava, so he's the, you're talking about around the year 300, a little bit later. Um, and he'd come home every year once during a Sarasimei he'd come home on Erev Yom Kippur. Yom Achad, one day, really it's talking about that day, that year, he got lost in his learning, he was engrossed in his learning, and he was late. Havamaschad uh, debisu. And his wife was sitting there waiting. Hashta asi, hashta asi. He's going to come now. He'll be here soon. I know it's Arab, it's Arab Yom Kippur, but the sun is setting and it's about to become Yom Kippur Mama. She's not here yet. Lo asa. And uh, he didn't show up. Cholash daita. And she was very upset about it. Where's my husband? I know he comes back every year. And she got very nervous. Achis dima sameena. A tear left her eye. He, across the, across the community, across the town, across the country, was learning. He was sitting up in the attic. The floor of the attic fell out, and he died. Because he caused his wife this excess stress. The Gemara switches back to our topic, although they are really all connected, because we're really talking about the conflict between the mitzvah of Ona and the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. The Gemara says... 
What is considered to be the ona, the uh, interval of time, the chiyuv of a husband to his wife for intimacy as it relates to him being a Tamil Chacham? I remember in, in Kolal, our, our Rosh Kolal used to say that this applies to the guys like our, like the B'nai Torah and the community. Like that was kind of like his, his view on things. You don't have to be like a big postic and dayan. It's reasonable to assume that for such a couple that's really committed to Torah learning and the husbands are sitting and learning. So there, and it's appropriate that that should be the measure. His chiyuv to her, again, things can change on, in dialogue, but the chiyuv of him to her is me'erev Shabbos, erev Shabbos. And in fact, the Pasuk reads, Asher piryo yitain bi'itol, Pasuk in Tehillim, Amr Rabbi Yehuda bi'itain, Rav Huna bi'itain, Rav Nachman, Zem Shamish mitasol, me'erev Shabbos, erev Shabbos. That's what the Pasuk means, Asher piryo yitain bi'itol. I think there are those who uh, learn from this Pasuk that the fruits are given in its time, that this is actually... Uh, Hashkafic approach to fertility. Again, if there's medical issues, go see a doctor. But from a Hashkafic front, this may be what the Pasuk means. Asher Pirio Yitain Ito, that the fruits will be given in their time, as if a couple together may Erev Shabbos, the Erev Shabbos. The Gemara tells a couple of stories. Yehuda Bred Rav Chia, who was Chasne de Rav Yana, he was the son in law of Rav Yana, have Azal Yasib Bebe Rav. He was learning in the base Medrash of Rav. Every day he would go home. The Chi Hava Asi. When he would go home, this is a high-level person. Every time he'd walk home, he'd see a pillar of fire standing in front. They don't say this about everybody. So one day his learning took a little bit longer. He got delayed. He got stuck in a tosvos. That's impossible, actually. There was no tosvos. He got stuck learning Mishnayas, whatever he was learning. Those are like the... Okay, says Zeligmar, first of the middle width lines, Kevin de Lochazu. Once people saw that there was no Amuda Danura, Hahu Simna, they saw this. Amar Luhu, they said, Rav Yanai, he said, Kafu Mitasa, he must have died. Flip over the mattress. We learned about this in Masechus Moikatan, that there's Kfiya Samita, we turn over the mattress, whatever that even meant. They would change things in the house. So he's so from, he's so stark. This guy doesn't miss a beat. Who has a, who has a flame floating in front of them on their way home? So says the Gemara. He would never have been Mavatal Ona. Unbelievable. So says the Gemara, and this is such a dangerous thing, and we need to be careful because just like we have a principle, that we're able to give people brachas, we have to be very careful not to say things that are that are of this nature. Because says the Gemara, halfway down, it was as though this inadvertent comment, this was as though it was a command from the king. And Taka, he died v'noch nafsheh. Three lines down. Rebbe, Rebbe Hudanasi, he asik le he got his son married, bay Rebbe Chia, to the daughter of Rebbe Chia. Kimata lemichtaf ksuba, when they sat down to write the ksuba, dowries, remember our ksubas are like kind of preformed, so we don't really do a lot of thinking when it comes to these kinds of things. Like in our generation, we just can't forget the word vikanina. Like we're very low key when it comes to ksubas. What? Yeah, just get yeah, one thing. It's not so hard for to make our ksubas kosher. I remember one of my friends got married. I didn't know the halacha very well at the time. And he asked me to be an aide under his chup. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so first of all, that's the wrong reaction. And second of all, the guy who I was an aide with, I mean, I don't. I don't think he's so from. And that's a big problem because it's if the person that you're giving aidus with is not a Shomer Shabbos, if he's not a from a Yid, so then he postles you as an aid. The whole Kedushan is not Cham. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. Anyways, 
Here, the Gemara says that they were sitting there writing the Ksuba, Kimata Lamirtov Ksuba, Nach Nafshe de Revisa, this young girl, Revisa is a young girl, this young, we saw this word throughout Yavamos a few times, I believe, this young girl unfortunately passed away. Amar Rebbe, Rebbe said, Could it be that there's something, there's a psul here? He looked at this as pure Hashkacha Pratis Minashamayim, beyond the tragedy. So they sat down and they looked at looked at the genealogy of each family. Rebbe Asimi Mishvacha ben Avital. He came from the family of Avital. Avital was one of the wives of David, so she was Malchus because she married Malchus, which means that her progeny are Malchus because it's based David. And Rebbe was from that family. And Rebchia came from the family of David, but not a descendant of David, but from the brother of David, which is not Malchus. That's not based David. Says the Gemara, <clears throat> So then after uh, they recovered from the loss of his fiance, he got, actually got engaged to another person from the family of Rebiosi ben Zimra. That person was a coin. And they said to Rebbe's son that he could go learn for 12 years. Great. Once he saw his wife, uh, that she walked by and he saw her, he said, okay, I'm not going to learn 12 years. I'll learn for six years. I'm not learning for 12. And then he saw her again. I want to get married. Beautiful girl. I want to marry her now. I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn first. I want to marry first. And the son was like embarrassed that he kind of let his attraction or whatever, even if it was altruistic, but he saw that she was beautiful and he wanted to marry her. Rebbe said to his son, You have a similar thinking pattern as a Kodesh Baruch Hu. What did a Kodesh Baruch Hu say about the Jews when it comes to uh, Eretz Yisrael? First have the people move in, and then then we'll build the base Mikdash. first, and then So you're thinking like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Should you uh, go sit and learn and make your build build your Bilvavi Mishkan Evne, and then should you get married or vice versa? So the Gemara says Rebbe was comforting his son. Don't be embarrassed. You're thinking like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. In the end, we did not do what the pasuk said. We did not do Tviyema Vasitaimo. Instead. We did He finally went to go learn. And he was away from her for so long that she actually became an Akara. We have an assumption in Halacha that if a woman hasn't had children within 10 years and she becomes an Akara. So it says the Gemara, What are we supposed to do? They shouldn't get divorced. This poor woman, Nebuch, she waited for 12 years and now she can't have any kids. She can't marry somebody else. That's not right. That they're going to say that this person is uh, is his wife and the other person is his own or can't, can't be. So what did they do? They do what Jews always do when there's trouble. They davened. They begged for her to no longer be an Akara. And she conceived and she had a child. Rabbi Chanina ben Chachinoi, Habakazil Bey Rab, Bishil Hihilula Dribshim and Ben Yochai. Rabbi Chanina ben Chachinoi was going to go back to the base medrash after the wedding of Rabshim and Ben Yochai. Omar Lay, who's talking, the Chassan. Rabshim and Ben Yochai says, I'll come with you. Let's just finish Shabbat Brachos and I'll come with you. Wait a week. Lo Yakibla, he didn't wait. 
So then, Rav Chanina ben Chachinoi went to Golan. By the time he came back to town, the roads of the city changed so much. Everything was so different. He literally did not know how to get home. The roads, again, we have established roads with gravel. They had dirt roads. It didn't take much to put a house in the middle and like redirect traffic. He literally didn't know where his house was. Says the Gemara, so he was sitting up on the uh, on the edge of the river. Shama lehahi revisa. He saw he heard a young girl. They called her bas chachinoi. Bas chachinoi. So says the gemara. Mali kol Fill up your pitcher. V'tanezel and then come. We have to go. Amar Rav Chanina bar chachinoi inferred from here. Shmami no. Hi revisa didan. That must be that must be my child. That must be my daughter. Azal basra. And he followed after her. His wife was sitting there in front of the house and she was being Nala Kimcha. She was sifting flour. Dal She lifted her eyes. Chazise. She saw her husband. Saviliba. Her heart was overwhelmed. Parach Rucha. She died out of shock from seeing her husband. Couldn't believe it. Omar Lefana of the husband looks up heavenward and says, Ribono Shalolam. Aniyah, this poor woman. Aniyah Zu, this woman. Zeschara, <laughs> come on, she's been invested in learning for the last 12 years, raising this child with her husband sitting in a base medrash dozens of miles away, and she dies on the spot. It's not fair. It's not fair. Barach may Allah So he resuscitated her and he said, you need to live. I don't think this was CPR. I think this was, uh, you know, the next level form of prayer. Just a couple more lines and then we'll stop. Rabbi Chama Barbisa, Azil Yasiv Medrasha. As you can see from the Gemara, this 12 year pattern of learning was very, very common. And we'll see tomorrow, of course, that's even more true by Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Chama Barbisa went to go learn for 12 years in the base Medrash. Kiyasa, Omar, Loi Avid Avid Ben Chachinoi. I'm not going to do what Ben Chachinoi did. And he, in other words, because when he showed up out of the blue, his wife died. He said, I think I'm going to send a letter <laughs> to let my spouse know when I'm coming home. Oh, sorry. He sent a letter home to tell his wife he's coming home. His son, Reb Oshia, showed up in the base medrash, but he, he didn't recognize him. <laughs> he was 10, 11 years old. He was gone for 12 years, so she had conceived right before they left. She had a kid in his absence. No husbands in the delivery room. This kid shows up. He's 11 years old, almost 12, learning star. Yosif Kame have a kamasha. Lishmaisa, they were talking and learning. And Chaza, the kamishad Lishmaisa, his son, he didn't know it was his son. But wow, he was asking like all the right questions. This kid was sharp as a tag. It was great. So what did the father say? Again, not knowing this was his son. He got weak in the heart. Why? If only my son was here, I would have a child just like this, just as sharp. If only I was home with my child. He went to his house. The child or Albre. His son came with him or Albasre. This boy came after him. So he's sitting in his house. And Ravoshia walks in, come, come, his father stood up for him because they were just talking and learning. And the father is looking, he didn't know it was his kid. This kid's learning unbelievable. That same kid walks into his house. He stands up out of his chair. You're a young Talmud Chacham. 
So who's Sovar? He thought he just came to come talk and learn and get a couple of questions on the sugya. Omer le debisu, his wife says to him, Mika Abba to Kaimikame Bura. What kind of situation is this where the father stands up for the kid? He didn't even know until then that it was his child. Unbelievable. Kari Ale Rami Barchama Hachuta Mishulash Lo Bimehera Yunatek. This uh, braid, this three-stranded braid will not soon be severed. Zeraboshia Beno shall Rabbi Chama bar Bisa. These three generations of tremendous Talmud Chachamim. Tomorrow night, Emir Tashem, uh, I will be posting a recording for tomorrow. I'm going to be probably in meetings tomorrow night at this time. But um, I will send a recording. We're going to learn all about Rabbi Akiva tomorrow. Wishing you all a beautiful night. We'll come back together again on Shabbos.